Good morning, good morning, good morning. Good morning. Welcome to New Life Horizon Church. Welcome everyone to those who are in the auditorium, to those who are listening online. To our members, we say welcome, welcome to the Holy Spirit, to the King of Kings and to the Lord of Lords, to our Abba Father, we say welcome. Welcome, Lord. You are welcome in our hearts and in this place. May your presence be with us even now. My faults are endless. Your grace relents. Your grace relents. You are and I am kingdom of God and the kingdom of this world and over every kingdom there is a king and so father I declare today that you Jesus you are the king of my kingdom and the song this morning is my prayer from our hearts change our hearts oh God so that we may live and represent the king of our kingdom Change our hearts, O oh God, so that we may model and demonstrate and be loving as you are loving, God, to the world. Change our hearts, O oh God, so that we may live, God, God, according to the precepts and the statutes and the law of our God. Change our hearts, O oh God, so that not only will we be obedient out of duty, but that we'll be obedient out of love. Change our hearts, O oh God. And may it ever true, be true. Change our hearts, O oh God. And may we be like you. Father, this morning I stand amazed. Stand in awe of your presence. Stand, Father God, looking and recognizing, Lord, where you want to take us. But also recognizing where we are. Lord, we are a sinful people. We cannot say we do not sin, but your word in 1 John 3 says, 9 says, we cannot continue to sin. We cannot continue. The man who says, I believe, I belong to the king of the kingdom of heaven, cannot continue to sin. And so, Father, I pray this morning, God, that even as we stand this morning, we would recognize and we will acknowledge, Father, that no one, John says, who is born of God will continue to sin because God's seeds remain in him. He cannot go on sinning because he has been born of God. And so, Lord, I see this morning you're calling us to a new, a higher height. You're saying you cannot continue to sin if you're born of me. You cannot continue and comfortably sin if you are born of me. Because I have made you free. I have purchased you. I have given you freedom. I have removed the boundaries and the borders around you. I have removed the very yoke of sin from you where you are no longer a part of the kingdom of the enemy. You now belong to the kingdom of God and you are free. Free to worship. Free to not sin. And so, Father, I thank you for your reminder this morning. May your light, may your light shine in us, God, so bright that men and women, boys and girls, will see that we represent the king of the kingdom. We give you thanks. In 
Jesus is near. So good morning. Good morning, good morning. Good morning to those who are sitting in the auditorium and good morning to those who are listening online. I keep saying every week it's truly a privilege. I, I have gotten to the place where I realize that it's a privilege to get to serve God. It's a privilege to be called by God to serve him. It's a privilege to be chosen by God. And many times we take it for granted. Many times we, we serve him half-heartedly because we have a better plan, we think. But this morning I can truly say to you that it is a privilege. It is a privilege of mine. And I hope you're at the place where you say it's a privilege of yours to be chosen to serve the king. Can you believe it? The king of kings. To be chosen by the king himself. I see when countries ordain or when, 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 when they bestow an honor on a regular manner, I can see how, how, how they feel. They feel so privileged. How much more when the king of kings chose you and bestow honor on you and chose to say you are my child. That's a privilege. And this morning, the songs this morning were really songs of, of prayer to the Lord from my heart. Lord, change my heart. I surrender all. May I be like you, God. The topic of my message this morning is yeast in my bread. There is yeast in my bread. Actually, this, that wasn't the topic I had up till yesterday. I had a topic separate and apart from that. Yesterday, up to yesterday, I like about midday, I just felt like everything is, is different. It's not, that's not what you were preparing for. Yeast in my bread. So, as I stand before you, just listen to what the Lord is saying. If you hear me saying things over and over and over, he may, may just be saying that because I'm not working from a script this morning. The scripture I'll be looking at is Matthew 16. And I'll be reading from verse 1 to verse 20. It's a long read for a typical Sunday morning. But let us just look at the word of God and see what God is saying to us this morning. When you're there, you can just stand. Let us just stand in reverence this morning. Let us do it a little different this morning. Stand wherever you are, even if you're online. Just let us stand this morning and honor the word of God. We stand when our national anthems are being sung. We stand when our flags are being raised. Let us stand today to acknowledge that God himself is going to be speaking. God himself is speaking to us this morning. And... I'm reading from the NIV version or the New International Version, and it reads as follows. Matthew 16, reading from verse 1. The Pharisees and Sadducees came to Jesus and tested him by asking him to show them a sign from heaven. He replied, when evening comes, you say, it will be fair weather, for the sky is red and in the morning, today it will be stormy, for the sky is red and outcast. You know how to interpret the appearance of the sky, but you cannot interpret the signs of the times. A wicked and adulterous generation looks for a miraculous sign, but none will be given except the sign of Jonah. Jesus then left them and went away. When they went across the lake, the disciples forgot to take bread. Be careful, Jesus said to them. Be on your guard against the yeast of the Pharisees and the Sadducees. They discussed this among themselves and said, It is, it, it is because we didn't bring any bread. Aware of their discussion, Jesus asked, you of little faith, why are you talking among yourselves about having no bread? Do you still not understand? Don't you remember the five loaves for the 5,000 and how many baskets you gathered? 
or the seven loaves for the 4,000, and how many baskets you gathered? How is it you don't understand that I was not talking to you about, the bre about bread? But be on your guard against the yeast of the Pharisees and the Sadducees. Then they understood that he was not telling them to guard against the yeast using bread, but against the teaching of the Pharisees and the Sadducees. When Jesus came to the region of Caesarea, Philippi, he asked his disciples, who do people say the son of man is? They replied, some say John the Baptist, others say Elijah, and still others, Jeremiah or one of the prophets. But what about you, he asked, who do you say I am? Simon Peter answered, you are the Christ, the son of the living God. Jesus replied, blessed are you, Simon, son of Jonah, for this was not revealed to you by man, but by the Father in heaven. And I tell you that you are Peter, and on this rock I will build my church, and the gates of Hades, Hades will not overcome it. I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven. Whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven, and whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. Then he warned his disciples not to tell anyone that he was the Christ. Father, I thank you for your word to us this morning. Father, I also thank you that you will speak to our hearts this morning and cause us to desire to change, desire to be like you, desire to ask you to create in us a clean heart, pure motive, so that we may be like you. So we give you thanks, Father, as you speak in Jesus' name. Amen. This week for me, I would consider it a, it was a reflective and a challenging week. Because what it did, it revealed sides of me that I did not know I had. George Floyd's death stirred up something. It's like it opened a, a can of worms. And it revealed to me my heart. And I hope that as I share with you this morning, your heart too will come up before you and you will see what is in your heart. I, when I heard of, uh, of George Floyd's death, I heard of another African-American dying and it really didn't move me. I was moved to say, oh my, I just said, oh my, someone died and I saw him, his, the, 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 the officer kneeling on his neck. But it didn't move me to the place where I was worried or I, was, it, I, I, I ran to the Lord. And, 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 and I just kept living. I, I, I heard the news and everyone was sending it out on WhatsApp or Facebook. I had a lot of things going. And I, and I read it. And I, but I was not overly concerned. I was not overly moved. Until the Lord brought my heart to me. I remembered a friend of mine sending me a, a message and she said to me, what do I do? She's a Caucasian and she said, what do I do? And in reading her text and responding to her, I then said to her, I too, which the Lord has been, was speaking to me from the day before, I too have been repenting, not of racism, but the different isms, because as black people, we may say we are not racist because racism really speaks of the person who is in power or, or the dominating force in power that holds people in a regime in, in bondage. And so I thought about it and I, and I, and I felt like I never had any racist, racism inside my heart. But the truth is that was a lie. The truth is I had other prejudices in my, in, 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 in my heart. I had classism. I had what they, what they call, um, when you look at, at someone 
who is a little bit on the overweight side, what we what we call obese, and you look at them and you and 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 and, 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 and you don't want to get too close because you're saying I, I don't want to associate with that. And though I have not given voice to it, I lived it. And then even as Caribbean, we, we Caribbean people, we sometimes feel removed from what's happening in the African-American culture because we say we are all blacks, but we are different. And that also is a lie from the enemy, like the white person saying, I don't know what to do. We took position or we take positions as Caribbean people where we feel it, but we don't feel it as if we heard that it was a Jamaican person died or a person from somebody else, another country that we were closer to. And God just started to deal with my heart and start to reveal to me what was happening in my heart. There was yeast in my heart and I was unaware because yeast may not, when you're baking, yeast is the smallest portion that you measure out. So you may, may use two and a half cups of flour, but you'll use one and a half teaspoon of baking soda or yeast when you're doing bread. And so we realize that yeast has the ability to, to, to puff up something that is bigger than itself and, and to break down something that was there in the, before. So it breaks down the molecules of sugar and it puffs up the dough and makes it larger, transform it into something else. And so as I read this scripture, this, um, well, yesterday to more, to the more, than, more, 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 uh, more in terms of looking at what the Lord could possibly be saying to us this morning, I realized that the Sadducees and, and the Pharisees, they came to Jesus not because their motive was right, but because they came to test him. They came asking or demanding a sign from heaven because a sign from heaven to them was not what Jesus was doing. A sign from heaven may mean fire coming down on earth and de destroying maybe the Roman rule. But what Jesus was doing, they were totally unconvinced and very skeptical of everything that he did. And they felt like what he was doing did not represent the kingdom of God. But Jesus said to them, an adulterous generation ask for a sign. And none will be given but the sign of Jonah, which means repentance of sin. And forgiveness of sin is available. Because that's what Jonah represented. Jonah was three days and three nights in the, in, in, the, in, in, in the belly of the fish. And when he came up, it was like a new life coming to bring repentance and forgiveness to those who needed to be forgiven. And Jesus was saying to them, all I need to show you, this wicked generation, an adulterous generation, is that repentance is made available everyone who recognizes that they are a sinner. And that is what Jesus is saying to you and I this morning. Repentance from isms are available to you and I who struggle with racism, struggle with classism, struggle with homosexual or homophobic tendon, um, homophobism, struggle with ageism, struggle with looking at a race or a people or a culture and thinking that you are better than them, looking at a people because of because the size of their body and think that you are better than them, looking at the Mexicans and thinking that you are better than them because they are the ones who pick the fruits. And Jesus is saying to us this morning, I have come with forgiveness for you because there is yeast in your bread. What I recognize also that the Pharisees and the Sadducees represented a godly people in the, to the, in the Jewish religion. They were the two ruling classes of the Jewish religion. The Pharisees were the ones who were, they, they set the moral standard and they would say to the people, this is how you live. 
yet in and of themselves they could not live up to the standards they asked people to lift up to the pharisees were the ones who felt like they were very pious they they, they had it all they knew how to do it they knew god we are the standard by which God works. And so when they met Jesus, they, they were very jealous of him. They hated him. Because Jesus represented what they didn't want to be a part of. If he was truly the Messiah, how could he be coming out of Nazareth? Isn't he the carpenter's boy? Isn't he Mary's boy? Isn't he James and Joseph and Judas's brother? The little boy that we know from Nazareth, how could he claim to be the Messiah or claim to have divine power? And that is what you and I do with people. We look at them and we say, oh no, you do not qualify to be in my friendship group. Or even if I make you a friend, you'll be a token. You'll represent something so I can say to myself, at least I have one of those as my friend. The Sadducees, on the other hand, they were the ones who showed the favoritism. They were the ones who used religion to get position in Rome. So they basically, the, the, the terminology they said that they were sleeping in bed with Rome. So they weren't really into God per se. They were just religious. And so what I found remarkable is that Jesus did not warn his disciples to be on guard against the teaching of the world, but of the Pharisees and the Sadducees. Men or systems that seems godly, but they were not of God. As I said to you earlier, there are two systems, two kingdoms. And so if Jesus said to his disciples, be aware of those or be against those, he was saying, those religious people, who are sleeping in bed with the politicians, those religious people who are showing favoritism, those religious people who have the isms and the prejudices in their hearts, they are not of my kingdom. Be aware and on guard against them. And so Jesus was saying to us this morning that when we represent his kingdom, when we claim to be a part of his kingdom, our very lives, the things that we do, represent, model, demonstrate that we are a part of his kingdom. The disciples hearing Jesus didn't understand. And so they say, they start to question, we didn't bring, is he speaking about bread because we didn't bring bread? But what they failed to remember was that Jesus took five loaves and two fish before and fed 5,000. And he took seven loaves and a few fishy fish later and he fed 4,000. So Jesus never had a problem with feeding people. He was the God who raised the dead. He was the same God who fed the hunger. He was the God who healed the sick. He was the God who with the lame walk, the blind see. So he never had any lack in showing divine authority and power. But his disciples could not understand that what God was saying, be careful of the yeast in your bread, in your heart, because your heart is the bread. And Jesus is saying the same thing to you and I this morning. Be careful of how you entertain isms, prejudices, and so when I went through this week and I started to look at my heart, I started to look when I was living in Jamaica. My helper had a cup that she drank from and that was the only cup she was allowed to drink from. If the garbage collectors were passing by and they wanted water, I either had a cup for them or, a dis or disposable cups because they, are not, they were not in my category. They couldn't drink from the same cups that I drank from. My helper, when I wanted to show love, I gave her the clothes that I was finished wearing. 
And so she was not qualified to get the new thing that I would go overseas to shop and buy. So when I came home with my new, with my new things, I would kindly show her love by giving her my used things. And so you may have been doing something like that and did not even realize that what you were doing is modeling the lifestyle of the kingdom that is not of God, but the kingdom of the world. Because the world says you give what you do not want. The world says you are better than others and you treat them likewise. And Jesus is saying to us this morning, be careful of the yeast in your heart. And if we are to be honest, when we are looking for somewhere to live, where do we try to live? We try to live with the people that we want to associate with. The status in which we either want to attain to or we see ourselves in. So we're not going to go into some areas to live. We're not going to go into predominantly anything to live in because we don't want to be a part of that. And the Lord said, be careful of the yeast in your heart. Then you may say, okay, I am not racist. I am not prejudiced. But when you think about marrying, when you think about choosing a, a spouse for your, for your son or your daughter, where are you looking? Is, is, which race are you looking towards? Which people group? What status group the person must be in? God is saying, be careful of the yeast in your heart. Then you may think that, okay, I need to associate with certain type of people. And so I surround myself with the people group that I want to be in, the group, the status, the, the, those who possess, those who have money, or whatever they, it may be. And God is saying to you and I this morning, be careful of the yeast in your bread, in your heart. Because the king of the kingdom of God says, all are equal at the foot of the cross. None is better than the other. The kingdom of God says, I do not show favoritism to one. He says, the, the, the rich man comes and you give him a seat and you say, you, you say you, you, you're allowed to sit in the front. But the poor man comes and you say, sit in the back. Jesus says to us this morning, if you are a king of my kingdom, be careful of the yeast in your heart. And so God is, is speaking to us this morning because we may be far removed from George Floyd's situation, but for every person I have prejudged, for every person I have been racist or prejudiced against, I have knelt in their neck and I have kept them in bondage. I have kept the marginalized in bondage. I have kept those who I have oppressed or do not want to associate with in bondage. I have knelt on their necks. And Jesus is saying to you and I this morning, be careful of the yeast in your bread. The disciples didn't understand. Because a little yeast, the thing about sin is that just like yeast, you, you, you can either sift the, 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 the baking soda or the yeast so it spreads evenly in the dough. Or even if you put it at one side, that thing is going to so work that it affects and transforms every piece of or, 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 or grain of, of, of flour. That is what sin does. So don't be comfortable and think that, okay, if I, I only do this, I'm only, I'm only this. No, no, no. Sin of any size destroys. And God is saying to us this morning, look in your heart. Look and see where sin is present in your heart. Because yeast damages and makes what is good useless. The only time, there are only two scriptures in, scriptures in the Bible, Matthew 13, 33, that, and, and Luke, I don't remember Luke, that the scripture speaks about yeast in a positive way. And it was one where Jesus was given a parable. 
of the, of, of, the, of the yeast, of the unleavened bread. But every other time in the Bible when the unleavened or the yeast is me mentioned, God is saying it is sinful, it is corrupting, it damages, it destroys, it does not do good. And so a man and woman with sin in their heart, and it may not be isms, it may not be isms, because some of us may say this morning, I don't have prejudice. That's a lie. And lying is telling you, are, you have just identified with the Pharisees and the Sadducees who felt that they are living righteous. They are the moral, they are the standard of righteousness. And God is saying, no, there is yeast in your bread. So what other ways does yeast affect you and I? We looked at it in terms of the prejudices. What other way does sin affect our lives or affects our lives? Sin affects us through malice, unforgiveness, it, 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 it affects us through deception because we may not blatantly lie but we will be deceptive and we will be even deceptive and, de and we even deceive ourselves because we lie to ourselves and we tell ourselves what we need to hear. We tell ourselves that when we, when we backbite, it is okay. We tell ourselves that when we are rebellious, it's okay. When we are revengeful, it's okay. But sin is lawlessness and it speaks to a rebellion against God. And wherever there is sin, there is rebellion. Outright rebellion against God. So if God is calling you and I as he called the Pharisees and he constantly, Jesus was constantly speaking to the Pharisees and the Sadducees to repent. But they refused to repent because they were in living a lie. They were deceiving themselves. The scripture calls them hypocrites, whitewashed sepulchers. Jesus says to them, you, you are liars. You are legalistic. You think you know what to do. You think you have the right to do what you do. But you are lying to yourself because there is yeast in your bread and you do not know. You fail to acknowledge it. And anything you and I fail to acknowledge spreads wider. Because the thing about sin, sin doesn't stay you in, my, you in your small corner and, then, and I in mine. No, no, no. That's not how sin works. Sin comes and it affects every area of our lives. And it takes over after a while our perspective, our actions, our attitudes are influenced and impacted by sin. And Jesus is saying to you and I this morning, be on guard against the yeast of the Pharisees. The jealousy, the envy, the malice, the strife. Those, it was the song when we were children said, root them up and let them go. Four little habits in the hearts of mine. Envy, jealousy, malice, and strife. And I'm going to add the isms that we have overlooked the isms that we have failed to recognize, they sh sh can never live in the hearts of ours if we continue to claim to be part of the kingdom of God. And so what is Jesus saying to you and I this morning? Jesus is saying to us that I have come to bring repentance. And he's saying to his disciples, I have come to bring, because that's what Jonah, as I told you earlier, represent. Repentance. And Jesus is saying, repentance is made available for every man, woman, boy, and girl who have yeast in their bread. Sin in your life. We cannot continue this way. We cannot continue to fool ourselves this way. We cannot continue with prejudices in our hearts against other human beings that we consider lower because they look different. Their culture is different. They think different. They dress different. 
Because the guys with the, and girls with the tattoos and piercing, how many of those are our friends? How many of them do we go and choose? And okay, you may have one, but is that a token in your friend box? You say, I, I have one of those. Or even when you go out of your way to befriend them, is it that you're, you're befriending them because you say, I want to be around them because I want to help them because they need me. It makes you feel good. And so everything that we, we, we are doing, we need to stop and check, why am I doing? Or why did I respond the way I did in that situation? Because once I think that I am better than you, it shows that I am in pride. Eh? After this week, that is one of the things I had to repent of. I repented of pride. I said, Lord, there's pride in my heart. Because I think that I am better. I never said it to myself, but I act it. I think you are not good enough to be my friend. I, I think you are not good enough to marry me or to marry my kids. I think you are not good enough for me to claim as a friend. And so I, we, we talk to people, but you come this far. You, you really come this far. So I know how to say hi and smile, but you come this far and no more. And God is calling you and I to repentance this morning. He's saying to us this morning, let it not take eight minutes. For us to recognize that we are kneeling. Let us not take eight minutes to recognize that we are kneeling. Let it not take us eight more minutes to recognize that we are kneeling in someone's neck. Because we have seen them less than ourselves. And so this morning, I want us to think about what God is saying. All of us are looking for a sign. A sign, a sign of what? This is the sign. God is saying, this is the sign. Hearts that are not turned towards the kingdom of God. Men and women who say they belong to the kingdom of God, yet their hearts demonstrate the kingdom of the world. He said, that is the sign. The sign of repentance where you know that you need to repent. You know, Jesus is saying, that you know that you, you, you have sin in your life. You know that there is yeast in your bread. And he's saying to you, don't look for any other sign. Because many of us are so concerned, thinking that COVID was going to usher in the end of time. God is saying, no, no, no. I'm using COVID to isolate you. And then I'm going to show you how you have knelt so that when you go back out and become normal, your heart is addressed. Because now I'm sending you to the to people. I'm, I'm going to allow you to mix in with other people groups that you normally wouldn't have mixed in with. The piercings, the tattoos, the ones with colors that are different from us. And even if their colors are the same, their, their, their ideology, their culture, their thoughts are different. But God is saying, as a child of the kingdom of God, you represent me the way I represent myself. I, I'm loving. I'm a loving God. I care for those who are in need. I care for those who turn towards me. Last week we recognized that the Lord says, I watch over the way of the righteous, but I also watch over the way of the ungodly. Because he said the way of the righteous will lead to prosperity. But I watch over the ungodly to ruin and destroy them. So when you're a king of the kingdom, God says, I'm watching over you. But if you're also demonstrating a lifestyle of, 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 of the kingdom of this world, he said, you cannot be in me and then do something that is not of me. You're either with me or you're against me. 
And if there is yeast in your bread, you need to repent so that you can represent me. And so this morning, God is calling you and I to repent. A hard place of repentance. He wasn't speaking to the, he wasn't teaching the crowd. He was teaching his disciples. And he was saying that if sin is in your life, it is going to destroy you. If you can go one day living in sin, two days living in sin, trust me, by the end of the year, if you continue that way, it is going to destroy you. It's going to break you and make you useless. So if you can live in malice in a day, live in malice in a month, God is saying to you, you are not living like the king of my kingdom. If there's unforgiveness in your heart for any extended time without you repenting, God is saying that you are not living like the kingdom that I am of. Because the kingdom of God loves, not hates. The kingdom of God forgives, not, not unforgiving. The kingdom of God is not envious and jealous. The kingdom of God celebrates others. The kingdom of God doesn't fight me or fight you because of what you have or the status that you have or keep you down. The kingdom of God says, no, I build up and I encourage, I edify, I do not destroy. And we cannot walk around, as God said to me this week, you cannot walk around and say you belong to me, yet your, 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 your lifestyle, the way you do things in secret, in your secret thought where nobody else is seeing, is not of me. Who are you representing? Who are you trying to fool? Who are you demonstrating that? Whose lifestyle are you modeling? Because it cannot be mine. And Jesus is saying, there's yeast in your bread and you must repent. That was what my week was like this week, last week, today is a new week, last week. I had to be before the Lord, repenting. Lord, show me my heart. Show me my heart, God. Reveal my heart. Reveal my heart to me and show me where I have lived a deceptive lifestyle. Because there's two ways, two pathways. Either I'm in light or I'm in darkness. But I cannot. Light and darkness cannot mix because anywhere light goes, it dispels darkness. So if you're in darkness, you're not in light. I remember a friend of mine sharing with me and she's trying to, to, to show me the possibility of someone living in light and in darkness. And she said it's like doing a campfire. And you light the campfire and then you walk deeper out into the woods. You can see the light from afar. I said, no, no. That's the difference. When you are in the kingdom of God, the light is in you. So wherever you go, the campfire is in you going with you. It's not something that is going to be afar off that you're looking at. And God is saying the same thing to you and I this morning. When I'm in you, I change you. No man who said they're of God can continue to sin because God has freed us from sin. Where sin held us captive. And we were compelled to sin. God said, when I came and I free you, you are no longer free to sin. You are free to live righteously. And so if you find yourself living and comfortably practicing sin, you need to check which kingdom you are from. You need to examine your heart and say, which kingdom do I align with? Which kingdom does my lifestyle represent? Because if there is yeast in your bread... God is calling you to repentance. And don't fool ourselves. Let us not fool ourselves and think that it's not us. But at the same time, let us not be like the Pharisees who heard Jesus call to repentance and they were unconvinced. They were skeptical. They did not move because they felt like they were righteous. That's a lie of the kingdom of darkness. The kingdom of darkness wants to keep you in the dark. The kingdom of darkness want to say to you, no, you need to be revengeful and rebellious. You need to do that back what was done to you. You need to keep people at bay. The kingdom of God says no. You need to come off the people's necks. You need to free people to be who they need to be. You need to love them in the position that they are, in the state they are, in the, with the ideologies that they have, with the mindset, the attitudes and the perspective that they have. You have to love them. You have to love them wherever they live, whether in the ghetto 
are in the broken down areas, you have to love them where they are. You have to love them despite the color of their skins. You have to love them despite the, the, the texture of their hair. You have to love them. You have to love them if their sexual orientation is like ours or different. You have to love them whether they are fat or skinny. Because some people don't like skinny people either. And some people don't like fat people. But God is saying you have to love them whatever the size. You have to love them if they're a man or a woman and pay them fairly. Not because they're a man, you pay them more. Because those are prejudice. Prejudging an individual before and saying, this is how I see you and this is how I expect you to be. And God is saying, no. No. You cannot. You cannot continue to live that way and say you represent me. The pathway of God, the scripture tells us, is narrow. Anything, any and anything does not go. The pathway of the world is wide. It says anything you do, you fit here. Anything you can do, anything you can think, you, there's a place here for you. But God is saying no. The pathway, my pathway, my roadway is so narrow that you have to confine yourself to, to, the, to, the, to, 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 to the restrictions. You have to confine yourself to the rules and regulations. You have to confine yourself to the mindset of this kingdom. And this kingdom is not prejudice. This kingdom is not racist. This kingdom is not sexist. This kingdom is not ages, ages uh, have nothing to do with ageism. This kingdom have nothing to do with gender. Actually, Jesus says, whether you are Jew or Gentile, man or woman, slave or free, you are all one in his sight. This kingdom has no status. Actually, he said the first will be last. This kingdom says, I serve, I do not come to be served. This kingdom says, Jesus says, do not call yourself rabbi. Do not call yourself teacher. Because do not call yourself father because there's only one father, one teacher, one rabbi. You come to serve. And that is who you are. You're a servant. You, are, you and I are servants of the king and the servants serve the king. Wherever have you ever seen a king serving the servant? But Jesus came and demonstrated it. And said, this is how I want you to live. I want you to put others first. I want you to stop treating your family better than you treat the world. I want you to stop putting your family first. Because your family is my family. And he's saying, no. All of those, not kingdom, not from my kingdom. Not my kingdom. Not my kingdom. And so this morning, Repentance, I keep telling you, repentance, because last week, repentance, and I, and I am not done, because I keep seeing things turning up in me. I keep seeing a little thought coming. And God is saying, no. Repentance, repentance, repentance. If my people who are called by my name would humble themselves and pray and seek my face, then... We're wondering if Corona over and pe pe persons are wondering if the looting and the rioting is going to spread it more. We don't know. We don't know. And we recognize that even, even racism does not allow or give, give, give any of us free access to go and loot and riot. Because destroying of one's property also says I do not care about you. Yes, it's a lawlessness. And so let us be praying that even our hearts, that when we sit and we see the, the stores being broken into and our hearts are not moved, check your heart. Do, do, you, do you say, yes, they need to break? Why do we need to break into the stores to protest? Why do we need to kill others to protest? Let us come off the necks of people. 
let us not live eight more minutes on the necks of others. Let us search our hearts this morning. This song we sang earlier says, Search my heart, O God. May it ever true. Search my heart, O God. And may I be like you. My heart, O God. Make it ever true. Change my heart, O Have mercy on me, O God. This is Psalm 51. Have mercy on me, O God, according to your loving kindness, according to the multitude of your tender mercies. Blot out my transgressions. Wash me truly from my from my iniquities and cleanse me from my sin. For I acknowledge my transgressions and my sin are always before me. Against you, only you, I have sinned and have done evil in your sight. That you may be found just when you speak and blameless when you judge behold i brought forth in i was brought forth in iniquity and in sin my mother conceived me behold you desire truth in the inner parts and in the hidden part you will make known wisdom Purge me with hyssop, and I shall be clean. Wash me, and I shall be whiter than snow. Make me hear joy and gladness, that my bones you, you have broken may rejoice. Hide your face from my sin, and blot out all my iniquities. Create in me, O God, a clean heart and renew a steadfast spirit within me. Do not cast me from your presence and do not take your Holy Spirit from me. Restore in me the joy of your salvation and uphold me with your righteous spirit. Then I will reteach my transgression to your ways, and sinners shall be converted to you. Deliver me from the guilt of bloodshed, O God, the God of my salvation. And the tongue shall sing aloud your righteousness. O Lord, open my lips. And my mouth shall show forth your praise. 
For you do not desire sacrifice, or else I would have given it. You do not delight in burnt offerings. The sacrifices of God are a broken spirit and a contrite heart. These, O oh God, you will not despise. Do good. In your good pleasure to Zion, build the walls of Jerusalem. Then you shall be pleased with the sacrifice of righteousness, with burnt offering and a whole of burnt offering. Then they shall offer bulls to your altar. Lord, so we hear your word say to us that we're to come before you with a broken spirit and a contrite heart. And Father, we come acknowledging, God, that there is sin in our lives. We come, Father, we do not fool ourselves but we come, God, saying, God, we have sinned. We have sinned for far too long. We have been sinning. But we come to you this morning. We hear your word. We hear your call to us this morning. And like David, we say, have mercy this morning. Have mercy, Father God, according to your loving kindness, according to your care. According, Father God, to your standard. Have mercy, God. Blot out our sins. Wash us today and make us clean. Forgive us where we have been jealous. Forgive us where we have been proud. Forgive us where we have been arrogant. Forgive us where we have been prejudiced. Forgive us where we have been unforgiving. Forgive us where we have been malicious. Forgive us where we have been unloving. Forgive us, God, for every sin, every deceptive sin. That would cause yeast to be in our bread. We acknowledge our sins before you. And we recognize, Lord, that every time I sin, God, I have sinned against you. My sin is always before me. Against you and you only have I sinned. And I've done evil in your sight. Thank you, Father, this morning that we come to a God who desires to cleanse us. We recognize, Father, for some of us, Lord, we still live in the kingdom of this world. We have not chosen you as yet. And David says, Behold, I was brought forth in iniquity, and in sin my mother conceived me. And that alone, Father God, many of us are still living in the kingdom of this, of this world. We have not chosen you, but this morning, God, I stand this morning with those who have not yet chosen you to be God. And we ask and we plead with them this morning and we say, Father, forgive us where we have sinned. Forgive us for not choosing you. Make us yours today. Make us the child of the king today. Father, you desire truth in our inner parts. You, Father God, desire truth and wisdom in our inner parts. So purge us today. Purge us, God, and we will be clean. Wash us, God. Wash us. Wash us, God. Wash us where we have been sinful in our thoughts. Wash us where we have been sinful in our minds. Wash us where we have been sinful in our actions. Wash us, Father God, where we have spoken sin, lived sin, acted sin, thought sin creating us a clean heart God and renew a steadfast spirit within us. May our hearts be broken before you God may our hearts be broken before you Jesus may our hearts be broken as you creating us a clean heart and renew a right spirit within us
David asked and he pleaded. He said, God, do not cast me away because I cannot live out of your presence. But restore unto me the joy of my salvation and do not take your Holy Spirit from me. Do not, God, because I realize, God, the longer I live in sin, it's as if I've, I, I have covered the mouth of the Holy Spirit. The longer I take to repent of sin, I have shut up the mouth of the Holy Spirit. The longer I live in sin, is the more I have given sin full access to my life. Days, weeks, months, years. But Lord, this morning I repent. I repent. Deliver us, God. Because you said the wages of sin is death. But the gift of God is eternal life. So, Lord, we desire eternal life. Lord, we know you do not desire sacrifice. You do not delight burnt offering. You delight in the sacrifice of a broken spirit and a contrite heart. And so, Father, we come before you. We throw ourselves down at your feet. And we say, Spirit, lead us. Where there is no border for freedom. Freedom to think like God. Freedom to act and live as God has modeled for us to live. Freedom to think and to live and to speak the way you would have spoken, God. Lord, we are no longer a part of the kingdom of darkness, God. May our lives reflect the kingdom of God that we represent, of which we are a part of. God. Lead us, God. Spirit, lead us this morning where there are no borders. Spirit, lead us this morning where there are no borders. Spirit, lead us this morning where there are no borders. So we choose to repent, Lord. We choose to come before you, Most High, and we say to you, Lord, forgive us of our sins, of our gossiping, of our pride, of our backbiting, Lord, of our faithlessness, of our fears, of our arrogance, Lord Jesus. Lord, when we don't trust you, we trust our monies, we trust our intellect. Father God, forgive us. Forgive us when we have become the Lord of our lives and we have chosen not to walk your way. Forgive us for the inner thoughts the inner times when we murder people. We may not have knelt on their neck physically, but we did it in, in the spirit. We did it in our minds, Lord God. Lord, we did it through unforgiveness. We did it through, through revenge. revenge. We, did it, we did it through, through judging others. We did it through so many different ways. We might not kill them physically, but we did kill them in our minds. Lord, forgive us. And so we come. We come, Lord, as the church of God. Representing the church and we choose to repent. Because we have harbored iniquity in our hearts. We have been wicked. We have been the white sepulchers. Forgive us, Lord God. We have been cruel. When we see a life taken and we are not touched, we are evil and wicked. Forgive us, Lord. A life is so precious, Lord. A life is not a dog or a cat or, a, or, or any form of animal. We value them more than we value people. God, forgive us. Forgive us, Lord. Forgive us. 
We have harbored so many iniquity in our heart, Lord. So we ask for forgiveness. It's black and white. There's no sitting on the fence. No more. No more playing church. It's over. It's done with. You have shined your light in our hearts and we will choose to either go into the darkness or walk into the light. Two worlds, one or the other. Kingdom of light or the kingdom of darkness, but you can't sit on the fence. You are no booty. It's either or either. And so we come, Lord, and we repent. We choose to churn. We choose to make your will be done, to let your kingdom come. We surrender our wills to you, mighty God. We surrender all that we are, which is nothing before you. But we are given the privilege of serving you, most high God. And so we take that privilege and we choose to walk your way. For those who are listening online and you wish to reach out to us, you wish to be walked through the process of committing your life to Christ, our number is 469-333-0397. If you wish to, to tell us of the goodness of God, of how you want to testify that he did good for you and he had, um, you had been saved, you can also call that number. If you wish to drop us an email, it's newhorizonmen at gmail.com. So as we worship the Lord, may the peace of God go with you. May his face shine upon you and give, be gracious unto you. May he give you peace. May you walk in peace. May you live in peace. And if you seek clarity and it doesn't touch you, you know you need to repent. You need to ask the Lord to come into your heart. So God bless you. May he be gracious to you. May he lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. So walk good, as we say in Jamaica, and have a blessed week, as we glorify the Lord, in Jesus' name.